Shut up and sit down. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Get this. You and millions of other smart people are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day. He who asks is a fool for five minutes, but he who does not ask remains a fool forever. Don't make Mr. T pity you. Bike lane, you're in the bike lane. If you leave the lane, thank you, thank you. No one really knows the intricacies of the law, especially when it relates to bicycles. Hi, and welcome to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von During, and today I'm here with Evan Price. What's everybody drinking today? Matt oh, has yeah. a special little drink right well, there. Well, okay, so um, Evan and I swam in a dirty, dirty lake, and dirty I just... Lake. I, <laughs> I, you have to pass a coffee shop on the way back to my house, mm-hmm. um, and then on the way to the podcast, basically. So, I picked Just up a, your name, huh? Picked up a fancy drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got a lot of calories, got a lot of caffeine. I'm going to talk fast today. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that voice you just heard, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the interwebs? Doing good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> you answered before I even asked. <laughs> good. 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 You guys look good. You look good. <laughs> and Mr. Lance on location, Hepler. How are you doing? I'm well. Lance Romance on location this week, so uh, I'm 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 doing good. We have no I'm idea, you guys. We have no idea if you have pants or not. Mm. Does it matter no. at this point well, if I'm wearing pants or not? Lance, no pants. <laughs> Do the I Joshua th- trees care? I think in the van life, it doesn't matter, right? Is that a rule of van life? Is van that pants, life. Are pants are optional. Are optional. <laughs> uh, yes, I am sitting just outside Joshua Tree National Park in California. I'm near the town of 29 Palms. Oh, you're at the crap uh, I'm sitting uh, in the adventure van with the wife and the dog, and they're both looking at me oddly as I am talking loudly and animated because I'm to using my radio voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, very cool. Let's get into our backpedal. Lance, why don't you start us off? Well, I spent the week uh, driving down from uh, Washington State uh, to California. Um, I stopped and rode a little bit every day. My wife was super awesome and like stopping and letting me ride. I did decide to go through Big Sur and rode mm. like uh, 45 miles one day along Big Sur, and it was just absolutely beautiful and gorgeous and really good. Then I spent um, uh, three days in the San Diego area um, while we were, uh, I was at uh, an investor conference that we, Brandy and I, my wife and I were invited to attend. And so got to do a little bit of writing every day and actually spent some time up in Santa Barbara, walking on the beach with the dog and did some stand up paddle boarding. And it's just been a pretty great week. And how now, many, how many steps has our- Piper taken? Oh, what was funny, there was a day, there was a day where we stopped and ran her several times and she took 80,000 steps one day. <laughs> oh, Jeez. oh my gosh. And she, she did not seem to be uh, that, um, 
uh, affected by it. She's just a she's a she's a, a honed endurance athlete. This dog. So yeah, she's, she's got she's, a pretty cool little um, activity tracker that's got a GPS thing built into it that you recently got for her, right? Yeah, she's got a, a collar that has a GPS tracker and an activity tracker in it, which is fun to watch how many uh, <laughs> how many steps she takes every day. Now, so. does that count each paw as a step? So is this like four steps for every kind of normal stride? Well, I do not know what the details on we it should, are. We should ask them on she's that. She's probably galloping a lot of the time. That's so true, that's, yeah. That's big steps. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny to watch her run around. So. Uh-huh. Right but, on. It's good. So just another crappy week in the life of yeah. Mr. <laughs> Lance Epler. Another <laughs> not eventful, weekend. not very beautiful week in the life. <laughs> the pictures, though, are unbelievable. So you're, you're making me want to do that ride, Lance, that sore ride you did. Yeah. Except for the, oh, except yeah. For the sea lions. Awesome. Were there sea lions? I can deal with the sea lions. No. That's okay. If, it, if, it's, if it's beautiful enough, I can deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's actually several areas there that are that are elephant seal breeding grounds. Oh, I can't so deal with that. Act, no, that's too much. They're actually <laughs> elephant seals. They're gigantic. They're way bigger than regular sea lions. Are they wow. slow at least? Do they look like they would take a while to get after me? <laughs> not, 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 they're not slow in the water. But, oh, that's I true. I mean, they yeah. can be like 2,000 pounds. They're gigantic. So that's terrifying. Wow. Evan, you're like a snack for those guys. I am. You're, I'm, I'm an appetizer for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Evan, you want to backpedal for us? Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a good training week, but as I was just telling Matt, I am really, really tired today. But Saturday we had like maybe the most beautiful day of 2019 so far it in this was region. Beautiful. It was pretty close. Saturday and Sunday were beautiful days. And me and Matt got out and Matt needed to get in his, his century for, was this your first century of 29? No, 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 because you did. It's, it's not, but. Um, you had done kind of at the training one. camp, you yeah. had done. So, so this was your first non-training camp century. Right. Yep. And uh, we had a fun ride, me, Matt, and Quinn getting out there and did the entire rack ride, which is the right around Clark County yep. in this region. So that was fun. And then. I mean, it was gorgeous. Yeah. It was just it like. Was, it's such a beautiful route. Anybody who's in this region hasn't done the full rack route. Like train yourself up to a century so you can do it because it is worth just doing that. So whole rack, ride. you want to tell us what rack means? Oh, we, a lot right, of people, right, 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 right around Clark County. I, yeah. I, okay. I just said just right said across. That, okay. I said right across. My bad. Right. I'm around. looking at five different right, right. things here. So sorry if I'm not paying attention to you, my <laughs> no, friend. Oh, no, I thought you got it right. Right around Clark County. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's just like these huge open country fields. Yeah. And you go through beautiful. like Battleground, La Center, mm-hmm. come back through Philida. There's, I mean, you you basically get to see the whole north of portland area there so it's it's really cool to to you know be be, be able to do that ride this time of year when it's this nice kevin you want to tell me where the rack route goes what cities goes through it goes uh, all the just, cities. I'm, poking, I'm poking fun. No, I think I think I'm just I could, poking fun. You what just can said. I name? <laughs> what was you did? You just said Battleground. You said Listener, Philida, the um, what's Yakult? It? Is Yakult. Kind of, that's that, far that's what I was thinking of. Was Yakult? I wasn't yeah. being serious. It was just a play on me being an idiot, not listening to you earlier. Nope, but no, okay, gotcha. I think Amboy is pretty far north. Yeah. It's like you're right by the Lake Amboy is, Merwin. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a cool ride. It's a cool ride. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, I that's usually my go-to century yeah. ride for kind of training for triathlon yeah. and stuff they changed the month that they're going to host that actual yeah. ride then this well, they changed the route too did yeah. they really they did they yeah. changed the route a fair amount we were kind of on and off because we were kind of yeah doing, we weren't sure which one to so do we kind of doing the old when stuff. are they doing it this year are they moving it to like june if i'm not mistaken August. 
No, I, I think, think they're getting away from August oh. again. I Are think they? that they're going to okay. move back closer. If okay. I'm was not it June last year? Or is that when it was last year? I thought year? it was in August last year. I don't know. But, we'll have to um, look that up. It used to be the first weekend in May. And so this, we were actually doing it, you know, um, we actually did it on the weekend that it used to be, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool to have this kind of early season, you know, century ride. And I like yeah. doing it. I mean, the weather was mixed. So yeah. uh, we had a beautiful weekend, but a lot of times I think they don't. And so yeah, that's time of year, you never know. That's so. why they moved it around mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah. Yep. So yes, the train continues chugging along. So I got two training's, weeks. To training's going okay. You got two weeks. Race. Two weeks to the next race. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Matt, backpedal. Um, yeah, man, I had a good week of training as well. Um, I think I got to bike with Jake. We biked. Did we bike once? Tuesday or something? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I love it that we don't even know. I think we biked <laughs> Seven Tuesday. Seven days forever ago. Um, yeah, I think I got, I, pro- I, I put in definitely over 200 miles of biking. I did 20 hours of training or just, you know, right at 20 hours, pretty close, which is what my goal was. Um, did uh, an eight miler yesterday for my long run, which is kind of like the only sad part of the story is the running's not going mm-hmm. as well as it should. Everything else is going great. So mm-hmm. great week of training. Got to keep at it. Yep. It's, it's going really well. So, and I think the weather has just been a, a real help. So yes. the weather has been just absolutely spectacular. There's not a better place on planet earth right no. now yep. than here in no. terms of like beauty mixed with perfect this weather. This is why I try not to take that many weekend trips yeah. this time of year is because I mean, people <laughs> like my, my little brother who lives in Indiana, yeah. he's taking multiple trips this next year coming to this. So he's doing the Wenatchee forest. Then he's coming out here and me and him are going to do a weekend together. He's mm-hmm. already taken two trips. Like, Yep. People travel to here for their summer. Yeah. So, and I yeah. just don't think people realize like how fantastic for triathlon training. It's like we swam this morning. We swam open water mm-hmm. and we drove less than a mile to Jake's house for the podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And we bike all over these beautiful places. Like we bike from our house. We don't drive yeah. anywhere mm-hmm. to go bike. It's just insane. Matt's got a trail yeah. in his backyard. Trail, yeah. Trails for, you can get 17 miles worth of trails, you know, from our door. Yeah. It's just really amazing. Yeah. And great tracks if you need to do speed yeah. work and things like that. Yeah, it's definitely a destination place for a lot of people to come. And, you know, for my family, yeah. this is a little bit of a tangent here. We've vowed not to leave the Pacific Northwest in the summertime yeah. because there, there's just too much awesome stuff yeah. to do here. The trips that we're going to take are going to be at Christmas time. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. Break time and maybe speckled in here and there um, a couple of the long weekends to yeah. go find some good sun because yeah it, it does get a little crappy here in the winter time yep, but fast forward to it's you worth know, it. late April I'll all the way all until like the beginning of this. November it's just incredible yeah. with how so, green yeah. it is when it's sunny here too I will take yeah. all that rain for six months doesn't matter very cool my back pedal. Yep. We did ride together. I just checked. I, <laughs> I was pretty sure. I, this, this past week was a blur. I had so much stuff going on. Um, but yeah, we rode together on Tuesday. We just did a nice little flat and easy ride. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I had some good training sessions this week. It was really good. I Well, mm-hmm. to start the week off, let me back it up just a touch more. Um, I was kind of on the fence last week whether or not I was going to do PIR or yeah. if I was going yeah. to um, just kind of watch. And I decided to watch. I just, um, I don't know, I think it was more of a psychological thing. But um, yeah. fast forward to tonight, I'm going out, taking the bike, putting the kid right. on, putting the numbers on, and I will be uh, signed up and, and racing Ooh. with the one twos tonight. So okay. there um, you go. fingers crossed that nothing uh, goes sideways. I don't want to get involved with any shenanigans of people going down. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that actual race, um, I'm going to race recap that for my son. He had yeah. his second race. Oh and gosh. then um, this week, 
um, <laughs> we got out there and I, I had to teach him about what a race bag is and what we put in our race bag after we got out there because we got out there and mm-hmm. he forgot his helmet. He didn't have his sunglasses. He, he didn't, well, we were, we got him some gloves. I can't remember if those were in, but anyway, long story short, all he had was his kit and his shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, you little knucklehead. So thankfully, um, my helmet was able to ratchet down and stuck it on him. So he had my helmet on and then I'd switched his uh, knobbies on his cross bike over to some slicks. I put some GP 4000s that I had laying around. And my God, that yeah. made all the difference in the world for him. Um, you're yeah. talking about a kid that's nine years old, going to be 10 in June. And I think he, the fastest speed he saw was 22 miles an hour. Wow. On wow. his cross bike. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? So, that's um, fantastic. yeah. So when you're um, 10 years old, 22 miles an hour, mice will be 110 miles an hour. Like yeah. that is so good. Oh, it's going to feel so fast. He, you know, he doesn't drive a car. Like no. there's none of that. So it he doesn't go am- 22 miles an hour. Otherwise. It must be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I got to I got to my kidneys experience that. <laughs> yeah so but i mean his average speed though was almost i think it was like 14 or 15 miles yep. an hour that's that, so cool. that's, that's that's moving great. that's a big difference from the week prior granted it was a little bit wet but mm-hmm. that's just the difference between uh some knobby tires and some slicks you know the right. rolling resistance yeah. changed quite dramatically and what's cool is um they they kind of lump all of the juniors in one mm-hmm. class together and they you know, it doesn't matter if you're race age 10 and you can only be nine years old. You could be racing against, against a kid who's 16, 17, eight, oh not 18, but 16 or 17 years old. They're obviously going to crush him, you know, and it's based on time. So he only got three so does laps. So that he started when Hayden started? Yeah, he was, oh lined, he was lined up just a few people away from Hayden. You know, Hayden <laughs> Weirman's putting out, you know, 350 Almost plus professional wattage in, in, a, in an FTP <laughs> test. So, um, you know, Barrett's not going to keep up with him. But, um, you know, if you go and you break out the kids that were in his age group, you mm-hmm. beat him by over a minute, all of the other kids in his age group. So I was like just beside myself happy, you know, took a yeah. bunch of pictures while I was out there. And he was just like, he had this like yeah. focused look on his face that I love seeing when he gets into a sport. And he is like just madly in love with racing his bike now. Like every, like every day he's wanting to talk about bike racing. And then as we get uh. closer to Mondays, he's super excited to get out there. So he's going to come back that out there cool. tonight and he's uh, super pumped on racing. He's been asking me questions about like aerodynamics. Cause wow. I put my helmet on. He's like, well, what's the difference between your helmet and my helmet? And I kind of explained him what an aero sure. road helmet is and talked to him about the tires and how the, you know, the rolling resistance. And uh-huh. he's a pretty smart little kid. Oh, he's yeah. like Mr. Research guy. And so he's like trying to like, dad, what are some other aero things that I can do? Cause I want to make sure that I beat those kids really bad again like, oh. all right <laughs> his his kit could be a little tighter he is you know he's lean yeah he's mm-hmm. he's a skinny little kid and that's Which the smallest is, kit that castelli makes yep. it's an extra small so it's a little flappy yeah but um yeah like duct tape it to his arms so it yeah. just, <laughs> we'll just pull it tight with like a safety pin behind there him you go. Yeah. but yeah no i mean it, it's perfect he's that's so exciting i'm excited that he's pumped up about the sport because yeah. honestly if he was third or fourth it doesn't matter but like if he is excited about it yeah that's yeah. the big mm-hmm. thing because then he's going to put in the work yeah yeah so if he puts in the work he's going to be good oh yeah. yeah and he uh he loves the idea that he can be competitive out there so um Seven years will be faster than us. Oh, six. Yeah. I may put money on six. He's gonna be we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Sophomore year high school, we're in trouble. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, got some. He's got some pretty good genes. He's that's the problem. Is he's got the genes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's hope he finds some of those genes, and then he can keep the real slender build that he has that he gets from his mom's side of the family. So there you go. Yeah. Double whammy. Cool. Yeah. If you can just take Jake's wattage into his frame right now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then uh, like I said, I had some great. Uh, Great training rides was mixing in some more tempo and intensity. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing some numbers that I haven't seen in a while, which was kind of nice. And I was trying to hold some speeds that I was holding and um, came back and like, whoa, I got a KOM on that, really? (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't seen that kind of stuff in a while. So I was encouraged by that. And that's why I'm going to go out and race tonight. Um, This past weekend had a fantastic team ride. Awesome Mm -hmm. team ride. 
went a whopping four miles and averaged 5.4 oh. miles, but I crushed it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was with my kids. So I, I took my kids out on a ride because Team I did the whole, um, it was about se- almost 72 hours of daddy daycare, but uh-huh. it was awesome. We, we did a lot of fun stuff together and, uh, yeah, that was, that was my week. It wasn't like too it. much of, uh, anything it was kind of low on the, the training side of things. Family so. weekends. It could not be any further away from the weekends that I experienced. Yeah. Now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to put in 20 plus hours of, of working out Is in a weekend. It's you, unbelievable how much you do in a weekend. Do you know, I will be completely honest here though. I hear Jake's weekend there. And five, six years ago, I probably would have rolled my eyes at that and been like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Like, that sounds like yeah. like prison. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that now. I'm like, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, it doesn't sound fun it's- anymore. Doing eight, nine hour training days. Those <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The grass is always greener in some ways. It's like, yeah, that's true. It's hard when you're like, you need to get in the workout and you're like, I got to watch kids and I can't get this, yeah. stuff, you know, but yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. also great. It's- Great. Yeah, it's, it's fun. All I mean, fun I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have my weekends not have any like big rides in them. But a yeah. weekend like that's pretty fun. I mean, it was yeah. it was yeah. fun. My um, my oldest daughter was out of town with her grandmother. My wife was out of mm-hmm. town for a, a friend's birthday party, and you know, with my kids, you know, we went road bikes. We went mm-hmm. and saw the Avengers movie. We watched yeah. Star Wars and ate breakfast for dinner, like on yeah. May the fourth. And you know, we went to baseball. We went to soccer. We did all kinds of fun stuff. We went weekend. nonstop. Yeah. We went out to dinner, and it was just—it was a great week, and we all had fun. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, all right, guess what, people? We have a new segment. Oh. And it's called The Lead Out. The Lead Out. There we go. The or- Lead Out is going to be our news segment, and it's going to be new. We're going to bring it to you guys every week, and it's going to be. Um, you know, something where we're going to just talk about some stuff that's happening here locally, some regional stuff and maybe some national stuff. And then mm-hmm. once we kind of get that all ironed out, we might even start peppering in a little bit of international stuff that's going on. But um, mm-hmm. it's going to be our little news segment. So we're going to run around the table right now with the lead out. And Matt, I wanted you to start us off with is some it, news. Is man. it going to be all triathlon related news? <laughs> <laughs> maybe when you're talking. <laughs> just kidding. Just remember, just I have kidding. control of the mics here. Yes. So. <laughs> all of a sudden I go on mute. He gets so. very quiet. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, so... You know, I thought, I don't know if we want to talk about like technology stuff with this part. Well, yeah, it's going to be everything. It can be if like if something new just came out. Tech or, wars. Yeah. yeah. It could be mm-hmm. anything that's newsworthy in the cycling, triathlon, endurance community. Okay. So, so um, as far as some of the uh, recent announcements, um, Garmin had like this crazy two week, or it was kind of two weeks, but it was basically like a big announcement on a Wednesday and then a big announcement um, the following Tuesday. So kind of like this huge week of announcements for them. Um, These products aren't released just yet, but they will be coming onto the market and they've announced all the features and kind of um, talked about all the details of these products. Uh, They released um, two bike computers to start with. Um, The one, well, actually there was, there may have been there's been more than that. There's also watches and stuff involved. Uh, but the two big ones I think that we would be interested in are the 530, the Garmin 530 bike computer, uh, and the Garmin 830 uh, bike computer. Yep. And we've all had problems with the 820, with the touchscreen and things like that. Correct. Supposedly, a lot of those issues are fixed. Um, I'm still thinking, you know, like touchscreen on uh, some of these bike computers is still kind of a big question mark for me. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that device, you know, looks. Uh, that is going to be a $400 product. Uh, about there, yeah. yeah the, the it's, it's 530 actually is less than that. I think it's uh, more of like a th- in the $300 range, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. So, four, like, yeah, 399 But the 830, correct, is suggest, the one. Suggested retail. And, that, yeah. you know, everyone's going to have different prices. But um, suggested retail for the 830 is going to be 399 And then suggested retail for the 530 
is two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting about that um, is also the following week it was it was t- probably very tough on Wahoo, but they came out with their bike computer, and I'm wondering if they kind of watched the Garmin news and kind of distraught, you know, because they know they're about to be announcing their product. They announced a new product called the Element Roam. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the price point on that is three seventy nine. Uh, which is a tough place to be, right? Because you're kind of, um, you're not necessarily right in line with Garmin's top of the line, but you're you're pretty close with that 830 being, you know, $400. Uh, and the feature set on that, you know, it's got a color screen and things like that. Um, the screen looks good, uh, but supposedly, you know, performance that, you know, the processor that they're using, it's just not really super snappy. Whereas some of the Garmin computers, they are using a new Sony processor in that it's a lot snappier product. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's interesting. Um, just, you know, if you guys are in the market, you know, for whatever it is, you know, a new bike computer, it's nice to know kind of like what technologies are there, what technologies are coming onto the market, you know, um, just knowing kind of like what your options are. Yeah. Do you think you'll dive into maybe doing a product review on your YouTube channel? So what I did, um, I did a video recently and it was you know, called the expectations for the uh, Garmin 945, which is a triathlon watch. Uh, and that was really cool. I loved that video. Um, had a lot of people check it out. It was really neat to see feedback from people. And um, what I did with that is I, I kind of knew what the announcement was going to be. And it turned out that after Garmin had done these bike computers, they announced the following week the um, a set of three watches, one of which was the 945, which was very much targeted at kind of um, high-end triathlon. It's kind of their top-of-the-line triathlon watch. Uh, the problem with that watch is it's $600, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive Jeez. watch. It does everything, and I think, you know, honestly, it's it's going to be the best triathlon watch on the market. The question is, you know, each person kind of has to make up their mind is like, is it worth that much, or do you want to go mm-hmm. with the 935, which is the watch that I have on, you know, which you can get probably for $300 or under $300, you know, or mm-hmm. you could get used for maybe $250 um, and really kind of have a great watch for a lot less price. So, um, you know, I did talk about that 945 in a video. I would absolutely love to do, um, you know, a product review of the 830 and the 530, just because that is a that's a real interesting, you know, piece. And I, and even the Element, um, the Wahoo Element Roam, I would love to see that one too. Yep. But it's one of those things where it's like, now I'm looking at the 830. They fix that touchscreen. Maybe it's worth having the 830. I don't know. Um, the 530 is always. I've always been telling people like, hey, the 520 plus is the, the bike computer to yeah. get. And now I'm not so confident that I know that mm-hmm. that's the answer. And just by the way, that 520 plus, the price point on that is 279. So it's really close in price to the 530. Mm-hmm. You know, for an extra $20, you get the the latest and greatest you yep. know, Garmin 530. Yep. So my gut instinct is probably the 530 is the one to get. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know without kind of playing with them and, and doing a yeah. little bit of a review. Well, the Dowd Cycling Lab will have all of these units coming in and we'll have to kick some over for you to play with. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, that's a great thing. If you guys listen to this podcast, <laughs> Definitely go check out the Dialed Cycling Labs, you know, site. They have, you know, a lot of products available uh, to all of us, you know, to check out. In, in Side note, Matt cool. does not have a gun held to his head right now. I think it's good for people to know that they can shop through the site. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's the right place to go and get the stuff that you want. Yeah. It helps opinion. us out and helps out this little channel, too. Yep. Absolutely. 
So yeah, so that, that I totally took way too much time for that. Computer <laughs> wars, it's that was, on. It's I love I love right? watching the tech, but people like hearing about this the stuff. Tech. Like mm. I am definitely not the majority here. Most people like hearing about tech. It's all yeah. of a sudden, and it was like within yeah. days, all of this stuff came out. And yeah. and I know it's like I feel I really do feel bad for Wahoo because I do think that they have done really well with their element, um, their Wahoo mm-hmm. Element computer systems. You know, they have the they have three three now. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they've the got Bolt, the best the trainers really out, in my opinion, right yeah. now. So, yeah, and so I think I think it's just tough, right? Because it's like you have that, and then you have all of you know. You kind of have like the giant Garmin coming in, mm-hmm. and being like, "Nope, we just released stuff right before you, and we did a really good job with this release cycle." Theoretically, I mean, yeah. I don't know because yeah. I haven't played with it, but there was a little panic from Wahoo, and was I, there? I got an email from them saying, "You know, I know that Garmin's coming out with their stuff. We promise there's something coming out. We're, yeah. We'll try and get you more information as soon as possible." Can you imagine how tense that workplace was for like two <laughs> weeks? There's probably guys working twenty-hour yeah. days there, yeah. and just. You know, they make great products, but they do. Um, mm. with respect to the the business side of it, and I don't want to disparage them. They're just they're a, they're always a step or two behind. Yeah, they're like well, they're slow. Garmin's to, tough to beat. Not though. with I mean, yeah. what, not with the Wahoo Kicker. They they came out with that product, I think, and that was they did a bit yeah. revolutionary. In yeah, some ways. sure, but just dealing with the company in general that like I have uh, over the past yeah, year, it's just yeah. like yeah. everything. It, it just takes longer than it should, and I would yeah. imagine that on the R and D side, maybe they're a little bit behind there too. Do maybe you, in terms yeah. of like getting their marketing stuff out, they're a few steps behind there. So, do you think they're just kind of swamped in a little bit behind the eight ball, kind of? On the I think they grew really fast, and really quick, they yeah. probably yeah. were not ready for that so yeah. need to hire There's, more people they yeah. also have the um like wahoo kicker studios and stuff like that and i just wonder like have they kind of gone too many different directions or oh that's a whole another can of worms right there their their kicker studio that you can subscribe to and, and use the yeah. licensing to, yep. to run your studio their their program is garbage i heard it's a nightmare it's a nightmare it's and so their bad. their technical support on the back end is just atrocious like you mm-hmm. can you'll have to call or email or get in touch with them multiple multiple yep. multiple times right and you still you're not getting your problem solved and that's why other companies that are writing software and apps and whatnot for um, running these kinds of studios are running mm-hmm. circles around them right now because yeah. they're actually putting the time and energy and effort. And yeah. I think what they need to do is find the one that's doing the best job and just go buy them out because yeah. they, they, I'm sure yeah. they have a little war chest, but their their studio or situations kill or kill that whole side of the product. Like that might be, they may do that. They yeah. may just give up on the studios. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting about Wahoo <laughs> is I heard rumor, and I think it was two years ago that they were going to release like a watch. And it's never come to market. Like that was a long, that was yeah. a long time ago that they were like, oh yeah, wink, wink, we're going to come up with a watch soon. Yeah. Well, I would I be kind of shaking in my boots if I were Wahoo with um, Garmin buying Tax Neo. I, I really think that that's going to disrupt things come this yep. fall. And I think that Garmin's working really quickly behind the scenes. And I, I try and talk to them and ask questions whenever I can about what's going on with that. And they're kind of hush hush, but you kind of get, yeah. you can read between the, the yeah. comments that they move, they move quickly too. Yeah. <clears throat> Garmin well, does at least. That, yeah. And that's a big company. You know, the advantage of having a small company like like theoretically Wahoo should be more nimble yeah. and be able to move stuff and that's why I think if they're going too many different directions a la like Wahoo studio stuff yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. going to divide them from what they probably should be able to do which is be this nimble company that can put out yep. a, a unique and product Garmin yeah. when they can yeah. 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 yeah maybe well it should be interesting to see what happens um, you know I, I'm curious about that because that's a product on both sides that I use of, yep. I used all I of their stuff so yep could be pretty for interesting a, to see what it's going to do on nerds on here that should be a very big yeah. thing to look at i mean it is i mean if they're that's 
that's your god we'd spend a ton of money on watches and bike computers yeah, yeah and i still think garmin for triathletes i mean because your typical cyclist really isn't buying a watch usually usually yeah, not. It's not as much no you're but, usually buying the bike computer but yeah. one of the biggest questions that i get with my youtube channel is like what watch do i get mm-hmm. and you know you just don't have like you're like well i guess you should spend six hundred dollars <laughs> yeah, on like this watch. it's tough you, to... i still think that you know um that there's a problem with that price point yeah and that there needs to be something for two hundred dollars that can do a triathlon race and get you through a race mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like iron man long right like so battery life and stuff like sure. that is, is the situation but they i'm have just to, amazed that people want this much data during races yeah. i know i know people want it but they don't do. you want your running time and i your, don't want anything during a race <laughs> i want like time flick, flick his millennial flux capacitor over there and time. see if it'll restart or something like that <laughs> i yeah. want time and tell me how roughly further i need to go that's about it <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean uh, that's actually a good i don't point. need to tell me if i'm gonna go hard rate with your technology <laughs> i think i did a ton of triathlons with just the vivo active from garmin which yeah. was a pretty affordable watch sure. and it was great because you could um do stuff like get your swim and, and mm-hmm. then stop your watch and then you get on the bike and you have that you know you have your bike computer which i prefer to have a bike computer yeah, anyway sure. and yeah. then the next step is you just need to collect the yeah. a marathon oh, i can definitely see the data. benefits from it if i'm if i'm coaching somebody i'm gonna yeah. tell them like you kind of need this for for your first couple races until you get the feel for the yeah. sport yeah getting some um yeah but you just the kinda, feedback's great yeah you don't need that much feedback in the water you just need you need feedback on the peek at it yeah for me i personally need feedback on the bike and mm. that's you know where i'm trying to like not go too hard yeah you know absolutely so cool yep all right um lance do you have any news that you want to bring to the table bud I, I do. Um, actually, being down in San Diego this last weekend, um, there was the Belgian waffle ride. Yeah, good. I was hoping you were going to talk about weekend, that. Yeah. Which is, which is a, I think it's the sixth or seventh year of that race. It is a very popular um, half gravel, half road, one day race in the area. Um, it's, it's actually not quite that. It's 130 miles, like 138 miles, about 10,000 feet of climbing. And it's like 90 miles are on the road and like 45 miles are on gravel. That makes it really tough for tire selection. Yeah, That's a long day. (laughs) Yeah, it is a long day. And it's always, it's always a big question of, okay, do I go skinnier tires? Do I go bigger tires? Do you gauge for the road sections? Do you gauge for the gravel sections? At some point you're going to be wrong during the day. You're going to be on the wrong tires, but um, you know, we always question it has become immensely popular when i found out that i was going to be in san diego for the weekend i tried to get an entry to it um it's been sold out for months there was mm. about a thousand people who did it it was huge wow um and the, the i think the interesting news is that uh trek segafredo allowed one of their riders uh peter statina to come yeah. down and do the race yeah and and so um he was coming to california be, to do the tour of california which starts next week i believe and um they said hey i want to come early and do the the belgium waffle ride and they went oh, all right we'll let you do it so so he came down and did the race and he ended up winning it um i believe there was another tour pro and i can't remember his name who was second and i think ted king former pro was was third wow so yeah. um, ted, ted king of, does a lot of rides like that now i think he's he's dirty kanza he yeah. won, won that a couple times yeah. hasn't he? ted's ted's yeah. had a pretty cool retirement he's yeah. he's kept himself pretty involved in the sport but in a really fun way which is awesome to see he was a 
Ted Ted raced for Cannondale, didn't he? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Drain Pack mm-hmm. Cannondale. Yep. And uh, and then he started a maple syrup company. That's that what makes, he did. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's called Untapped, and it and yep. and it's it's like um it's like energy gels based on maple syrup. Because oh, that he's sounds from delicious. <laughs> yeah, and so he he started that company and moved back to Vermont. But in the meantime, he's been doing gravel races, and he's just been doing fantastic. So, but he couldn't quite hang with Peter Statina. Big surprise! Who's a current yeah. world pro? <laughs> who's currently riding in Europe? Yeah. yeah. So pretty exciting. On the women's side of things, um, um, a girl named uh, what's the woman's name who won Storm. I want to say. Uh, Wish I could help I you out. I don't this. have the results up. <laughs> I think if you just go by, there can't be that many storms out there. So I think if you just say storm one, that's got to that's got to basically cover it. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the I'm gonna find it here, but um, I think uh, Sarah Von Max, the mm-hmm. the woman that I rode the last couple gravel events with, she went down and did the ride and ended up taking second place. Oh overall. wow. Yeah, That's really and good. then and and uh, Molly Cameron's team had three or four people down there that placed in the top ten, and so it was it was kind of a a, a big day, a lot of fun. So yeah, I knew about four or five people who did the race. None of them were <laughs> anywhere close to the front of that thing, but um, there were some guys that did pretty well. And that just looks like a brutal race. Like when you look at the pictures of like the post ride, these guys are just like broken and disheveled and just yeah. like. Yeah, usually you got some cuts and bruises on them because at some point in time, like Lance said, you probably got the wrong tires on, so you're yeah. probably going to go down. But it's uh, right. But it's always them having like a celebratory beer. It's like uh, that must taste really yeah. good right about then. <laughs> Hundred and thirty-five miles. Yeah. Whew. Nuts. Yeah. Yep. It's brutal. Gravel too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, I got a little uh, news piece here. Um, there was a young kid who had a lot of upside, a lot of promise to him, and he was out uh, doing a training ride at the uh what is it the redlands classic road mm-hmm. race yeah like warming up or something yeah he was doing was a course TT preview warming up. yeah, yeah. A course preview on his tt bike and probably doing some openers or something like that and he was riding down a road and a car illegally did a u-turn right in front of him so basically oh. turned right into him sound familiar yeah um, oh, seriously <laughs> yeah. unfortunately he did not survive so um a lot of times though when a cyclist is hit and struck killed on the road um, people in the community, in the cycling community, will build a ghost bike. And what that bike is, and some people have probably seen these bikes, like, you know, mounted on a fence or, mm-hmm. like, put up or in, in a particular area. Sometimes the city will let them put it up permanently. Sometimes they'll let them put it up for a month or a year or something like that. But you'll you'll see a bike that's painted completely white. Might have some flowers and stuff like that sitting next to it. But that's basically just a, a memorial piece for the cyclist um, mm-hmm. who was killed. And it's, you know, it's it breaks your heart every time you see that. And it brings things back into reality and the, the thought process is that hopefully um it will create awareness and create talking and, and get these motorists to freaking pay attention and get off their phones mm-hmm. or you know be aware that there's more in this world than them it's not mm-hmm. you know their world and we're just living in it like pay attention there's people out there you got kids and yeah. you know family people you're and in a killing machine yeah, you need so to pay attention exactly yeah. Get off your phone. Exactly. Um, anyhow, so they put up this ghost bike, and the city actually gave them permission um, near the Redlands area on some road called Sand Canyon mm-hmm. um, 
to put it up permanently. So some people came together and got a TT bike and they painted it white and it had a full disc wheel on the back. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And it had um, Tate's, Tate was the young man who was killed. It had his name on there and um, had his, uh, you know, born in 1999 and died in 2019. And they, they mounted it up in the city. Somebody freaking stole it last week. Oh, how yeah. freaking terrible is that? That, that yeah. somebody would come through and steal this bike? I mean, it's of no use. It's not necessarily even rideable. I mean, they take right. a lot of the stuff out. They they generally don't have a crank set on. It's usually just like the frame, the seat, the bars, and the, the wheels and whatnot. Yeah, um, they take all of the other componentry off there. And who's and who's going out in that area looking to steal a bike? Because that's out there. I mean, that's in the Redland. Like, yeah, it's, it's somebody like, went out there with the intention of stealing yeah. a memorial no, bike. No, I don't think so. I here's, think so. Here's There's my no theory. Other way. Here's my theory. Kids are yeah. dumb. Yep. Yeah. Kids, <laughs> kids are dumb. Kids are very dumb. And they saw a free bike. Yeah. And they went and snagged it. And yep. then realized that they couldn't ride it. They're just like, oh, free bike. I'm stupid. They don't. I, my theory is that they didn't realize that this was like a memorial yeah. bike. Yeah. Well, you know, social media is a powerful device. Mm-hmm. And this got out into the cycling community and spread like wildfire. And as a matter of fact, I think it even made local news there yeah. that somebody stole this bike. And there's this massive outcry. So obviously you've got people that are pissed about this. And then yeah. it's yeah. spreading out there and it's on local news. And people are seeing that. And I think the kids wised up and figured it's probably not a good idea to have this on us. So yeah, this um, is a pretty recognizable bike yeah. at this point. And I believe it was over this past weekend the bike was returned. It was just leaned up against a fence down there. It didn't have oh. any damage done to it. So it is back in its rightful spot so good, that good. Um, we can remember uh, Tate. I think he says last name Mintez, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, probably said that wrong. But um, I thought that was kind of a, it's a sour story that had like a, like, it's or at least ending. there's something cool and mm-hmm. then something bad, but then it had another good ending to it. So um, yeah. yeah, it was kind of nice to hear that that came back. How so. bad would you just beat your kids if you came into your garage? Oh and you my realized, God. You realize there's Especially some, if like, you're lights. a cyclist and you knew this kid. I mean, we yeah. oh yeah, I would make him stand on next to that bike with a sign saying, "I stole this bike, yes. and now I'm here. This is my punishment. I'm a, I'm a bike thief." You know, yeah. I was seriously, I would oh demoralize them. Camp out there for a week. Yeah, yeah. 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 You get to stand here every day yeah. after school you for a month a with that yeah. sign. Yeah, yeah. So. Par- parenting is hard, people. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I like how I just go like all out, just being mean about it, mass trying to reel it back and be like, "Kids are dumb, Evan. Just understand this. <laughs> kids, kids, kids are dumb. Kids are dumb. But how bad would you beat them? Yeah, <laughs> that kid would get spanked so many times. It's not yeah. even funny." <laughs> Okay, um, another bit we want to add into this is um, we want to talk about some racing. Lance already kind of talked a little bit about the Belgian Waffle Ride, which was a very cool event. Um, Mm -hmm. Down the road, we might touch on some things coming up like the Giro or the the Mm -hmm. Tour or what have you. That's where we'll take the little international approach at it. When does the Giro start? Coming up this month, though, right? In May, yeah. Two weeks. Oh, I could be wrong. Okay. I think it's two weeks. That's I think it's starting two And weeks. like Lance yeah. alluded to, we've got something that's quasi-local. It's regional, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cal- the Tour of California, which is May 12th, oh. May 12th through the 18th. That's, that's it runs, it runs almost simultaneously with the Giro, so I could be wrong. Maybe next week that the Giro yeah, starting, yeah. man. Yeah. Some, they are close. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the Tour of California. Yeah. Yes. I believe that's yeah. this weekend, isn't it? The is 12th? It? Uh, is the it? End of, well, yeah, it's like next this, Sunday this, or something like that? Oh, yeah. Mother's Day is like the 11th or 12th, so probably next Monday. Yeah. Okay, so. That's awesome. That's coming up, but uh, locally here, we had a couple of races this past weekend, mm-hmm. and um, one of them was the Montenor. Some people say Montenori. Mm-hmm. So I've always called it the Montenor race. I'm not quite sure which one it is, but um, pick your poison. And that was a cool little road race that they do um, down in Oregon, and it's part of it's in Forest Grove, and it's okay. part of the Oregon Bicycle Racing Association. Yeah. Um, we had quite a few teammates out there. We had a lot yeah. of podiums. We had a podium sweep in one category, which wow. put a big, giant smile on my face. And 
this was the first year that I had to miss this race since I started racing in Obra. Mm-hmm. The first three years in the the men's uh, Masters one two three, I got second place, so I didn't get to go. <laughs> you did like three years in a row, second place. Three years uh-huh. in a row. Second. It was crazy. it was the same thing as Jack Frost, that. you know. So we can Jack prob- Frost lives on, but we probably have an old podcast where we talk about this, like you getting second I think we for do. the third time in a row. I'm pretty something. sure we do. Yeah. I think we do. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. To ha- so. Now that we have a year of podcast, it's kind of nice <laughs> yeah. to kind of look back and see. Yeah. But um, there was one race in particular. I, you know, it's the the men's four or five field. I thought was kind of a neat race. It was probably mm-hmm. the biggest field. I think they had thirty nine people in the field. And there's a local guy named Lucas Strain who Lance knows of uh, from probably cyclocross. Yes, I've raced him a few times in cyclocross. I've gotten smoked by him several times. That yeah. dude has got some legs for days, man. He threw down some got serious spots. And we've got a new uh, a guy on our team, uh, Nate Scott, who's um, you know new to racing. So he's mm-hmm. down there in the four or fives, but he's got a massive FTP yeah. and he's super strong. He's just down there, kind of going through the process. And we've yeah. got another guy, Mike Guyvan, who's oh super gosh. strong. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike unfortunately had some issues with some leg cramping from stem from being sick, and I think he's got some imbalances that he's working on as well with. Uh, uh, his nutrition, um, this whole vitamin D thing. He's, I think he's kicking his butt. That's just my personal two cents. But he's still strong er, as heck. As so soon as he gets just imagine though yeah. that, that you're in the cat four or fives <laughs> and you're like new to racing and you're going up against these guys that you know these three guys all have FTPs that are over three sixty. They're they're they're, they're, they're cat one two FTPs. They're I mean, just, like, just just not fair. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's and. Nate's telling me he gives I, I talked to him after the race and gave me a race recap and he just he poured himself into this thing and he's like I could not hang with that Lucas guy he was just so flipping strong he's like he did 70% of the work going into the last climb he's like I had I did everything I could to keep up with him but he still you know got me by 30 seconds yeah so um, you know kudos to, to Lucas Drain for putting in a great effort and I'm looking forward to seeing him quickly climb the ranks <laughs> and get his category upgrades um, so that he can race in the I uh, mean if if so if we're just talking numbers here, we know roughly how strong Nate is just by a wattage number. Yeah. If he's only putting in 30% of the work and you know that, I mean, this guy in front of him has, has got to have one of the best FTPs in the region then. If well, we're talking I, just I don't, numbers. I don't know. Well, he's just yeah. not a cat four or five guys. He's, he's yeah. a cat one racer. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, only 26 well, he's, years old. He's so. a cat one uh, track cyclist too. Cat one he? track, cat one cyclocross. Oh. Yeah. And just got you know he's yeah. got a smaller stature with some just giant legs on him, so the mm-hmm. guy can motor. So yeah, um, and he's just never raced road stuff before. Correct. So, this so is his first season doing road stuff. It's so just a formality. Five. Yep, it's a formality yeah. that he's there. So he should because he won the Kings Valley Road Race in the same manner. He broke mm-hmm. away and just kind of finished solo off the front, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And Nate got second to him in that race as well. So yeah. he should have the points to move up to four, and he good probably for, won't be in the four. Good for really Nate long. for giving it the old college try and trying to <laughs> stick with the guy. But what if you're a guy like me and you're like a true five and you're just like well yes what do you do what do you do you're literally racing people with ftps roughly 100 to 120 watts higher (laughs) so in the men's three you had a kevin whalen who is not affiliated with the team he won that one um you had a grant Heedley who's with metal cycling took second Mm -hmm. you have a keith mcintyre with hch he got third place that's a another strong showing from from those guys yeah um the the men's one too was a uh, that's a, a pretty tough race. Um, they did more laps. I think they did like eight or 10 laps if I'm not mistaken, but their mm-hmm. race time for the, the winning race time was two hours and 29 minutes. So there's a climb in there called Plumley, and you yeah. have to go up that thing every flip in time. That's, 
like when you're at eight race pace, up that thing. eight oh, or ten God, times up that thing, it, it hurts, man. That's a yeah. that's a tough race to get up that thing that many times, knowing that there's breakaways, and that's where all the attacks happen. So you're, neurologically, your your legs are just getting attacked and attacked. You and could attacked. get dropped so hard so. in that field too. Then if you like have no legs on one one time up that thing, you're done. Yeah. So um, in the men's one too, though, uh, let's see here, River City Bicycles, they had uh, teammates. Um, Daniel Lincoln take first, uh, and Colin Gibson took uh, third. Colin Gibson's the one that just obliterated the Eddie class in the the Jack Frost time trial. So. I used to race Daniel Lincoln in running. Oh, really? And a long time ago. Really? Yep. Yeah. So get this. He was, I mean, like, talk about legitimate runner. He is, went to the Olympics. Uh-huh. He had the American record in the steeplechase. Wow. Like, he's a good biker. Nothing compared to how good of a runner he was. Wow. Not even wow. close. So he's just wow. like, this is his like retirement casual activity a, right now. <laughs> he, well, he went to medical school. He delayed medical school to go, you know, do the Olympics and keep training. And then he is a doctor in Portland and like races bikes now. Wow. But I well, think this is just for fun. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Oh my he, God. He finished yeah. solo. Stuff. He finished solo off the front one yeah. by two and a half minutes. Talk that's about, that's the yeah. men's pro one two field. That's that's yeah. solid. So and I mean, oh has, does somebody want to teach him how to swim? So <laughs> can't I'm wondering. I'm sure he doesn't run. I bet he doesn't run a step. Anymore. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, gosh, he was. A, he actually the last collegiate race that I did, uh, we towed the line together. We start the 10k, and if you get lapped in the 10k, they pull you off the the track or whatever mm-hmm. because they want to kind of they want to try and narrow the field down to just like the top eight runners in the SEC. He lapped me right around 5k. That was, oh, that, was the, that was the end of my collegiate running career. Like, oh, really? Like, Alabama, <laughs> off the track. I got laughed out. <laughs> yeah, I got laughed out. That's oh, tough. Stuff by Daniel Lincoln. That, that's yeah, the guy Daniel who laughed Lincoln. you. Yep. And uh, the gentleman who took second was uh, Sean Hollenbeck. So that's cool. Um, some other notable races here real quick. I don't have time to go through all of them. Um, in the Masters Men 40 Plus, our boy Sean Martin, he won. Oh, Ooh. man. Yeah. Nice. Good to race Sean. Sean. <laughs> Good to So that was kind of cool. The... Um, the Masters 40 plus one, two, threes, uh, a local friend of ours and a, a guy that I've raced against a lot mm-hmm. um, over the, the years as uh, Greg Steele won that. Greg, uh, yeah. Then Tim Minio. Uh, you know Tim, don't you, um, Lance? Yes, he broke away in the three, four, five field with uh, Dr. Chris Hanell at the piece of cake race. So, yeah. uh, so he raced times. in the, the Masters 40 plus one, two, threes this go around and uh, took second place. It looks like it was a, a pretty close finish. And it looks like Greg inched him um, right at the end. So put those wops down. And then Webster, Webster Wilson, um, I've had a lot of races against that guy. And he and I always kind of went to battle. And he's back actually the one who um, snuck off the front. And I was kind of in the back. I was in the oh, wrong yeah. position going up that final climb. And mm-hmm. he just put too much daylight between him and me. And that's the reason yeah. why I got second place last year. So uh, Webster's a strong dude, uh, class guy too. So We've yeah. had a lot of great races against each other. Um, and the last one that I'll bring up real quick is the Masters Men 40. Well, actually, I'm going to talk about one other one here real quick. But the Masters Men 50 plus the 4-5 field, we had a podium sweep there. We had first, second, third. So Sean, wow. um, Kurt Kritschko took first. Jay Spall took second. Whitney Phillips took third. So that's pretty cool stuff. Good job, guys. And I said I wasn't going to be a homer, but. When we talk about kinda, this, it's just we there. It's right, right well, it's me. hard to not be a homer <laughs> when you're all over the podiums. Because yeah. we're going to mention the dial people when you're on the podiums. That's cool. Um, yeah. 
let's see if I can find the women here real quick because I know that we had some women down there. Did Kim um, make that race? She did. She That's said why she I thought was fourth. That's why I thought she I was thought. just off the podium. She doubled yeah. up this week and she did, did the she? Bear Springs Trap. Yeah, she's, bike race she's on coming Sunday. back after being sick for a yeah. while, so yeah. she's going to be strong this summer. Yeah, yeah. she'll be strong. So the women's four or five group is where Kim was at, and she did take fourth place. And then the podium was a girl by the name of Evelyn Bowling from Fast Fun Nice. Mm-hmm. And then we had Nicole Merrick took second, and Kea. Uh, Lidmore um, from Hotly Law Group Racing Group. She uh, she took third there. So kind of a neat little race recap there. Um, mm-hmm. We'll try and cut these down a little bit more concise for the future. But I think it's kind of neat to talk about the yeah. people that, that did cool stuff. And The local racing is, is just fun to talk about. Yeah. Well, that's the stuff that we care about yeah. in this region. Yeah. So anyway, that's our, uh, our lead out, guys. And somebody wants to call and say hi. <laughs> Sorry is about somebody that. calling for the lead out? <laughs> yeah. I swear that I turn off all the stuff on my computer. It's, it's all like force quit. But my phone still puts pushes it to it and decides, hey, let, let's ring and let everybody listen to that. So sorry if I get phone calls and text messages. So. <laughs> All right, let's get into today's topic. It's going to be bike laws. And we're going to get mm-hmm. into rules, rules of the road and trail etiquette. I'm going to just throw this out there as general stuff that we can talk about. Sure. But I was thinking that maybe we could touch on some things that um, cyclists don't know and some other things that maybe motorists don't know about right. rules of the road. That seems to be a pretty common thing. Yeah. Motorists do not know the, no. the rules and the law when it comes no, to right. bicycles and how they can ride on the road. Generally, cyclists know their laws. Generally, the motorists getting mad at the cyclists don't know the laws. Yeah. Correct. That, that's just, I'm going to say wildly percentage. It doesn't matter what state you live yeah. in. I think that's kind of the... And yeah, there's no. a lot of gray stuff out there too. You know, mm-hmm. Matt and I got, when we did yeah. that little ride last week, that was one of the things that kind of set in my head. I'm like, maybe we need to talk about this. But a motorist barked at us more notably you guys me. got bar- oh wow well, do me was, and matt have was, a story for he you he was trying to put me in my place and telling yeah. me you gotta come to a full and complete stop but that stops it yeah, yeah. well it's it's kind of gray I mean, mm-hmm. legally i think you're supposed to but we came up to it and we basically did a track stop it, i mean we were pretty good yeah actually it, the letter of the law is that you do not have to come you do not have to unclip and come to a complete stop that that is in the letter of the yeah. law yeah okay well then i yeah. Then we're going to learn something here. You were fine. But the guy yeah. was just giving me an earful. I'm like, thanks, buddy. And I just gave him a yeah. thumbs up and we just kept well. rolling. But we went, came through a stop sign. I probably rolled through it going one mile an hour, you know, kind of one yeah. or two miles an hour. It's just a California stop, you know. Yeah. That that shouldn't be It's an a issue. neighborhood California yeah. stop. Like, I but, could yeah. understand if yeah. I came blasting through the intersection at right. 20 miles an hour and didn't stop at all. Yeah, yeah, come up and yell at me. As a matter of fact, get well, out of your car and slap me upside the yeah. head because I shouldn't be doing Especially that, if but. there's cars going both directions. Like if there's cars waiting there and you're the guy who's yeah. going to blow through the intersection, then whatever, you know, people sure. yell at you, you deserve. But yeah. So it, all right. it's interesting. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if I saw a car do kind of what we did, which was pretty much a track stop, you know, like I would be like, no, yep, it doesn't that, matter. That's, that's fine. fine. Like there, you know, it's a yeah. four way stop and this is a very, you know, neighborhoodish area and just look know, for kids. That's, that's basically absolutely. at the end of the day. If you're in a neighborhood four way stop, slow down, slow look down, for kids, make sure there's no dogs coming around and then go. You're fine. Like, so Evan, did anyone yell oh at you? Oh my God. Okay. So we <laughs> story time guys, bring it. Oh, here we go. So, we, we are finishing up our wonderful ride on Saturday. We're about 95 miles in. About 95 miles yep. in. Still in good spirits we were. for being into a century that long. Usually at this point, we're pretty irritable. So if this had happened to us on a day when maybe it wasn't as nice yeah. and we weren't feeling so good, would end it a little bit differently. We had a guy, we are coming back. I want to get the location right of this so people actually know roughly what apartment complex this guy lives in. It wasn't in. that far from where 
Jake and I had person yell at us. It also oh, really? is very close to where I live, so which kind of worried me to be honest. Vancouver area. So yes. Yeah. Vancouver area, very close to, let's give an idea, Matt. There used to be a ride that met up very close to where this guy actually it's, started yelling at us. Whatever that apartment complex is where people park on the side of the road. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I always kind of. Right on McGillery, right? McGillery, yeah. Yeah. Just right on McGillery. Close to Talon and whatever the other. Very close. Yeah. Talbot or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So, so, so right around there. We are. Actually, in the bike oh, lane at this point, I think I think we were actually we in were, the bike. We lane, were in the bike, which lane, yep. just for everybody's legal. If you're talking legally, you, you don't have to be in the bike lane. You can be in any lane you want. Yep. Now you should be in the bike lane, but you, you don't have to be. So we're in the bike lane. This guy, right, and and the fact that he could drive up next to us and roll down his window to yell at us shows that we were clearly well into the bike lane. Yeah. In a, I mean, he could just go straight by us. There was no interaction that needed to happen. And this guy screaming at the top of his lungs. Crazy. For, I mean, like, not like angry person yelling, like possibly something mental going on with Maybe this guy, too. Or something. something. Yeah. Isn't it fun to know that people like that can go uh, out and get a driver's license and buy a vehicle? The fact that this guy was behind a wheel worried me. <laughs> yeah, so he scary. was screaming at us, get off the white line. Yeah. And it wasn't just like once, he this yelled was- it. This was a, a full minute of many, yelling at us. Well, many, well, many times. Yeah. Like almost to the point where it was like, like a, oh my, I, I was, like a, like a, this guy's clearly crazy. Yeah. So we were scared I, that he's going to just drive us off. I, like, I, I backed way off because I was like, this guy's going to swerve into Matt. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that was what it was looking like is that this guy's going to try and swerve into you. The story gets weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, no. this is actually the beginning of the story. So for i i don't actually even know what he's technically talking about get off the white line that that we I, were so confused i was we we were very confused yeah so he then speeds off and at this point we're like well hopefully that's done and we continue on i saw him pull into that apartment complex did you see him pull i yeah. did not see him pull but in that's what I, I figured he was just i was just thinking to myself the whole time after that i was like crazy person lives in this apartment complex yeah like that's yeah. Good to know like where crazy people are. Yeah. This person has some problems. So he parks his car though. Yep. Gets out of his car. Yeah. And as we are riding up towards him, he is screaming bloody murder. He came at out this to point. the he came out to the sidewalk from the apartment complex yeah. to yell at us. And to tell us to stay. He wanted to apparently have a discussion with us. And this this, this is not the scenario. You, you know when you get the writers every once in a while oh, trying to like word. yell back at people and stuff? Yeah. yeah. This was not that guy. The three of us said oh, no. nothing the whole time. We nope. said nothing. We're like, we're just going to keep on. We, we engage, just pulled yeah. over to the left and just kept on riding. We're like, that's not the guy he that you was, go back to. That's, he was flipping out. And I'm thinking to myself. There was like, hate in his eyes. There was an intense amount of hate in this I, guy's I, I, eyes. You, yeah. I wouldn't yell at three decent sized Psych, like guys no. that are, I mean, we're not tiny. I mean, we're not huge. I mean, like me and like, Matt are that intimidating, but Quinn actually has yeah, some size. To, I like, I would, well, Quinn, just, Quinn would beat that guy up pretty hard. I mean, like, well, just know. three guys. Yeah. I would not mess. I would not yeah. single, like single handedly go try to mess with three Especially guys. Especially get out of your car. Usually if somebody's yelling from your car, you're like, okay, you're, 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 you're a coward. You're going to do it in your car and then speed yeah. off. That's fine. This guy I, got out of his car to, to con- he was ready to rumble. He would have sure. fought us at that second. Yeah, Absolutely. you don't know what he has in his back pocket no, or his waistband. Don't. And, and that's why we were saying we're like, mentally you just keep at. going. Yeah, you this is what not kind this, of yeah. drugs he's on or whatnot. Yep. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But It was and really scary. In an ideal world, it'd be lovely just to be able to pull over and say, all right, let's have a talk. You yes, know, exactly. Take it down a few notches. <laughs> so what's your problem, bro? In his yeah. mind... Yeah. It was illegal for us to ride on the white line of, of the, the bike lane. Of the bike lane. Yeah. On I sometimes, I want to go and like print out on a, like a three yeah. by five Just card. The law. The law. Just the and law. laminate it. 
and be able to go up and show that person if they really wanted to say, keep this. This yeah. is the law. Now, <laughs> now, here was my second suggestion for this is maybe he wasn't mad at us for being in the bike lane. Okay. Maybe he was an avid <clears throat> cycling fan. Oh. <laughs> and he was considering that when the white line gets wet, it can get very slippery. Yeah. So that's why I was telling Matt is maybe he's just a super good bike fan and he got out of his car because he's like, what are these guys doing? Get off the white line. What are you doing? <laughs> no, we, we definitely, after we after we kind of like calmed down because we were freaked out, we definitely had some jokes like, I think he was telling us to get off the white line, like get off the starting line fast. Yeah. <laughs> get off the white line. That's definitely going to be the joke for now. So <laughs> if we can just press pause let's talk yeah. about the letter of the law yeah. so obviously you have that bike lane there for you to ride safe yes for people who don't know it is legal for a cyclist to come out of that bike lane mm-hmm. and take the lane yeah and ride in that lane actually ride in that lane to abreast mm-hmm. if necessary if they find that the the lane that they're in the bike lane or the shoulder is unsafe to ride in right mm-hmm. and as a vehicle you have to treat them just like any other vehicle and mm-hmm. if they're going five miles an hour or 20 miles an hour you have to treat them just like another right. car. You cannot pass them until you can pass them safely with the road being yeah. broken and, and, and it being a zone where you can pass people. Does this state have a five-foot rule? Three-foot. Three-foot. Well, they're, okay. they're working on it right now. The, the Cascade okay. Bicycle Group so it's still is a three-foot rule. probably the biggest lobbying um, activist group for cyclists in the state of Washington, mm-hmm. and they're fighting right now to get that instated, and it looks like it's going to be passed. It's it's in, it's in a bill, and they're, they're going to yeah. be signing off on it to, hopefully soon. To me, fi- I mean, like... I, I don't know, coming, like, like I would say, coming from where I come from in Ohio, ju- I mean, really not that bad of drivers usually, but I'm very used to getting buzzed. So to me, three yeah. feet is still reasonable, but I know for new riders, you That's need that five feet. Oh, yeah. Because it is so, terrifying when that car comes and, by you at three feet. And a feet. caveat yeah. to that, another thing that they're trying to get added to that as well is that um, if you're going to pass somebody, you have to pass them just like you would pass a car, mm-hmm. not just by three feet, but actually going completely over into the other lane to give them as much of a berth yeah. as possible so that they can ride safely. Mm-hmm. Now, cyclists, listen. Yeah, don't be that guy. Then. Don't yeah. be that person that goes out and rides in the lane just because you're going to you know, try and take advantage of that law. Stay as far to the right as you can safely yeah. and give the car as much possible room as you possibly can. And another thing, use a rare radar from Garmin. Garmin mm-hmm. makes the best one out there. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is you'll have basically on your head unit, um, the radar will pick up the car coming and then you'll get a little blip on the screen that it will show you the car and it will show you them coming closer to you so you know approximately how far away they are. Mm-hmm. And it'll actually even light up the screen red. We've talked about this before if they're going at a high rate of speed so that you know that car's going fast and you need to really get your butt over. Yeah, You can ride out in that lane. You can't 100% guarantee like rely on this thing but it is for all intents and purposes pretty stinking accurate it's a good tool yeah and once you see a car come up get your butt over to the right give them as Mm -hmm. much room as you possibly can you know what that that motorist is going to do is like oh that was nice that person got over for me i'm going to give them a little bit more space too let's be let's let's play nice together let's be friendly with each other not go to battle with each other yeah and it because it absolutely drives me crazy you hear it all the time you read about it in forums about how cyclists mm-hmm. just like they think they own the road they think they're this they yeah. don't pay taxes and like all these other stupid isms and whatnot that's the funny thing because everybody um, well not everybody most people who ride a bike own a car which means you're paying taxes yes like like i, I, I was listening to the stages um podcast recently yes. with lance armstrong's podcast and he was he, he made that point like somebody had asked him something about a bike law he was like, well, I also drive cars. So yeah. like, he, you know, he was and making, pay property taxes and, yeah. and I buy stuff at the store and pay sales tax. We, we all pay taxes. We all just yeah. about all, I can't think of too many people that can. We're not just all 10 people thing. here but riding our bikes At the end around. of the day, 
I drive in all the same areas that you drive in that you're complaining about cyclists, and I have zero problems with cyclists. Yeah. Zero. I've had people, cyclists in the road, where I've had to slow down for them, and I've had to wait until it was safe to pass them, and I was maybe inconvenienced five seconds out of my day. Possibly, yeah. And, that, seven, and that's five if to ten you seconds. hit that next light. And even if it was, <laughs> say, 30 seconds or a minute, is it that big of a deal? Yeah. Really? I mean, get mad at the cars out there because you you are traffic. You're in a car. You, you're the traffic out there that's causing traffic. Yeah. Get, are you going to go start throwing stones at these people and running them off the road because they're yeah. creating traffic? No. Does anybody like roll down their window and throw stuff at somebody who just got in a car accident on the highway? Yeah, you're sitting on the to work. bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. Yeah, you're yelling you just go and get out of your car and scream at the person who's sitting out there yeah. inside their burning car. <laughs> so just take a chill pill get yeah. off your phone give people some common courtesy and understand that we're all in the same thing together some of us like certain things if you don't like riding bikes that's fine I'm not trying yeah. to force you to ride a bike but don't be a jerk don't be some a-hole that's got to go put somebody's life in jeopardy yeah. and pay attention because you're, you're you're seriously putting people's harms and in, in, uh, harms lives at harms and arm and in a position where you know I, sorry, I get a little worked up about this because I'm I'm harkening back. I'm harkening back to like almost a year ago when we got hit by a car. Like I, I almost got checked out of this this planet. My yeah. our good friend yeah. Sean Martin almost got checked out of this planet. We just talked about a kid that had the exact same scenario. He was going, mm-hmm. I think he was going like thirty ish miles an hour. Sean and I were going about thirty five miles an hour. This car turned left into us. This car did a U turn into this guy. Killed yeah. him. And Sean and I are thankfully still here to talk about it. And it's just because people are checked out. They need yeah. to like. I'm I'm somebody's husband. I'm mm-hmm. somebody's son. And I'm somebody's father. You yep. know, that's three things. Like just about everybody is one of those things. You know, yeah. and make that connection with people yeah. so that you don't. Um, yeah, we need to stop making the cyclist and motorist connection. Yeah, because that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Dude, just like you said, like I could care less if you hate bicycles. Yeah. Like just it's we're, common human courtesy. We're all people living on the same planet just you know love each other. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't want to get on this big old diatribe and sing kumbaya and all that other stuff, but <laughs> you know where I'm getting at. So anyway, sorry I didn't mean to hijack your story. So finish the rest of the story. This guy's yelling at you. Yeah. Uh, well, it, I mean that's pretty much the end of it because we. Seriously, just people look out for that apartment complex because I'm pretty well, sure that's where that guy lives. Yeah, you yeah. know, it was pretty scary. And then um, I think we were scared for a mile or so because we were pretty yeah. sure that he was going to get back in his car that and was come back sure. after we us. We were all the way over to the right. And I, I was looking behind us every couple of fields like that guy's going to jump back in yeah. his car and yep. come straight after us. And I know that this like, doesn't really correlate to bicycle law, but one thing that I've started to do every time mm-hmm. I go out on the ride is I take my GoPro with me because, yeah. Yeah. you know, the battery only lasts for so long. If I go out for a longer period of time, I've got spare batteries and I'll try and mm-hmm. change it. And I've got a bigger SD card in there so that I, I can, really wish we would have gotten that guy's license. And plate, I was going to say, Matt would have been great if you had that, but I'm yeah. guessing that yeah. that was on your long ride Here's, and you just 95 miles in. Did yeah. you even take a GoPro I, with you I that day? Not. Probably here's, not. So. Here's the thing, though, is I wonder, I wonder what they can even legally do with something yeah. like that. Well, I don't think he, I mean, that that was pretty threatening. So that, if, I mean, you can't. That, no, that's but he was making threats. Yeah. Do that. It oh, probably wouldn't threats, be a bad yeah. idea to get that guy on the police's radar. Yeah. yeah. Just so that they can know that, hey, this guy, there's Mentally something unstable, something's yeah. unstable mm-hmm. here. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, I definitely think, you know, if a police saw that video, they would probably go talk to him and that would probably be about I would it. I hope so. Yeah. That'd be about it. I think they would talk to him and that would be they would say, you know, listen, they have the right to be on the road. You yeah. Know? You need to calm like, down, you, bud. You can't harass cyclists. Call your jets. Yeah. But um <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could have pulled over and called 911 yeah. at that and, point, which I think would have been appropriate. Me and Quinn were getting like real philosophical talking about it early in the ride too when he got buzzed by somebody. We we really only had like one buzz and then maybe that scenario. Like usually the drivers around here in this region pretty good usually are pretty good i think yeah. i think if you're looking on a national average it's it's pretty good usually i've i've seen the nicest passes i've ever seen in my life in this region mm-hmm. 
I've seen people in old beat up trucks get completely in the left lane and wave at me as they're passing yeah, by. Yeah. And I always and I was wave like, back to him. Thank too, you, so. sir. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like, you just made my day, but I've also seen obviously stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's at the end of the day, I get mad about it. And then I almost feel bad for those people because to think about what place you've got to be in life to want to roll down your window and get that worked up and angry on a Saturday at 1 p.m. when it's 75 degrees and sunny out, your home life has got to be pathetically sad. Yeah, You are a pathetic human being, like a really sad human being at that yeah. point. So I've actually got to the point where I don't get mad about it. I just feel, feel, sorry for him. I feel bad yeah. for these people. Because like I was mentioning to Matt, I have to see some of these people as patients every once in a while. Yeah. And trust me, on a daily basis, look at one of my patients, I'm like, I can't believe you were behind the wheel of a car today. Because yeah. you're either high as a kite mentally unstable or really have no business in public period right. and or all three th- yeah all three <laughs> together and those are the people screaming at cyclists i feel yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's pretty scary it is it's insane yeah. um lance do you have any laws that you want to bring to light for us that you'd like to discuss no i don't <laughs> simply put the helmet <laughs> law nobody have, nobody out there right you know i i ride with my radar all the time and i feel naked when i haven't charged it or i don't have it with me and i'm glad that i do here's one i'm gonna i'm gonna set you up for a little thing that you can talk about here um you are a proud pet owner and you're a responsible pet owner who um takes his animal his dog his loving little man's best friend all over the place what is your take on people who are out and about with their dogs off leash um, well, we, we, we run with our dog off leash quite often, but she's been very well trained to, um, we, we use a, a, a collar on her that, that, that gives a tone when we hit a button on a remote. So it's kind of like a virtual leash. So she's not really mm-hmm. completely off leash and she's been trained so that when I hit that tone, she runs right back to me and yep. she's actually very well trained to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we only let her off leash in places where I think it's safe for her to be yeah. off leash. Yep. If we're, if, if I'm near a biking path, no way, because she can dart in front of a bike. Yep. If, uh, if we're too close to a road, no way. We don't do that. We, we find places where we can take her, you know, off leash and where I think it's, she's not going to disturb cyclists or motorists. So, yeah. plus we love our dog. We don't want to lose her. Yep. So yep. that's, I, so I think in certain situations, yeah, off leash is, is fine for a dog who's trained to yeah to do yeah, that. yeah so and it only it only took us like a year to train her so that we could do it right it wasn't like it happened right away it was yeah. a lot of effort to get her trained so that she was happy to be with us and and now we i can take her hiking um i actually take her mountain biking um in certain areas but i don't do popular mountain biking trails where there's a lot of cyclists on it yeah i will mountain bike on like gravel roads where there is little to no traffic and she she'll run she'll run 20 miles with me wow it's like ridiculous when you're out riding in the middle of nowhere do you still take the uh, the remote with you is it in your jersey pocket okay so Uh, okay this is a perfect example of a responsible person who understands this dog loves doing it he loves taking her out there and she's going to go out there and have a grand time mm -hmm. run all over the place and i'm going to present a scenario here and this is how i think it would play out with lance lance is riding bebopping around and he spots a, a cyclist and the first thing he does is pulls over he either calls her or he beeps her she comes right back over and then he stays put until the cyclist is free and clear and then he's back on his way does that sound about right that's exactly what, what I do. Oh, you, you, or a or a car. Or a car. If, uh, if 
if I'm on a gravel road and all of a sudden we see a car, I stop. Yep. I give her the beep. She comes <laughs> back. Nice. She heals mm -hmm. right next to me until the car passes. And it's kind of funny. We've done that so many times that now when she sees a car or another cyclist on a road or on a trail, yep. she immediately looks for me and turns around and comes back. Good. <laughs> Sometimes what? I don't even have to beep her. And she'll sit there next to me until the car passes. And then she looks at me and she takes off again. She got that little so, Pavlovian input and she's coming right back. Yes. I love it. Um, so that that's a good scenario. Bad scenario, and Lance is familiar with this trail. There's a little, and Matt loves this trail. There's, we're very fortunate to live right next to a beautiful lake, and there's some great little trails down there for walking, jogging, running. I generally will use this trail. It's called Heritage Trail mm -hmm. to um, be a part of my warm up, and I know that there's always going to be people down there, so I'm not going at a breakneck pace. I'm just right. doing a warm up, so I'll ride out to the trail, and then I'll do the trail, and when I'm going mountain biking, and mm -hmm. that cumulatively is about five or six miles. It's it's, it's a nice warm up, and so mm -hmm. I'm back there, and just last night. I'm on that trail riding and there were probably 20 people walking through this length of about three miles and probably five or six of them had animals. Two of them had animals that were off the leash. And this is a scenario where that's a really public trail, very public your, trail. Yeah. It is, it's a busy trail. Yeah. yeah. So and you've got families out there with small kids. Yeah. You shouldn't have dogs off your leash. Even if no. your dog loves people, like I wouldn't even take my dog off the leash. My dog might lick you to death. And that's yeah. about the worst case scenario, but I don't want him jumping up on people or like harassing a little kid that might be deathly afraid of other animals. Yeah. Well, when a bike comes buzzing through there, you know, I'm not flying. I may have the KOM on that, but that was done at a time <laughs> where there was nobody. Only by 20 seconds, and I'm hot on your KOM. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, the, 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 the trail in it, though, you shouldn't have your dogs off leash on that kind of a scenario because, mm -hmm. like, what if I'm walking or riding my bike through there and your dog jumps up on me and, you know, heaven forbid, bites me or its foot gets stuck in my spokes and, you know, tears its foot breaks off and breaks my bike and causes yeah. me to crash. I mean, I've heard people getting into yeah. lawsuits because their dog was off leash or they're on a long leash and they're not tethered in yeah. so that, you know, the, the dog's controllable mm -hmm. and people getting hurt severely. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and there's a lot of other little popular bike paths around here that, um, you know, like the, the Marine Drive that runs right next to um, mm -hmm. yep. the Columbia River. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people down there and there's cyclists that will go flying through there. Yep. You'll get yeah. a tailwind and it's not uncommon to be going 25 to 30 miles an hour. Right. Now, if you see people slow down, please, that's another yeah. trail etiquette thing. If you see other pedestrians out there, A, you have to yield to them. That is the law. Yes. And B, it's just the right thing to do. Same and exactly always, when we're talking cars and cyclists, exactly. the and cyclists it, now is the car also. We better, exactly. we better obey that. So, yeah. you know, announce yourself, slow down, communicate mm -hmm. to them, have a bell on your bike. There's very inconspicuous bells that weigh next to nothing that you can get even for your race road bike that you can ding, ding, ding. People yeah. love those things. But keep your dog on a leash, people. If you have a dog, keep your dog on a leash in that kind of a scenario. The yeah. the funny one last night was the one dog did kind of like want to come play with me and the owner was yelling at it was while I was trying to drag a kid with his other arm and manage to stroll her and like, dog, get back over here. I'm like, put your dog back on a leash, please. The other one was like one of these little purse dogs. <laughs> you know, oh, I don't God. even know what it was, like a little, little fluffy dogs. dog. And like it barked at me and it saw that I was coming at a little bit higher rate of speed than it was anticipating. And all of a sudden it turned around and it was probably a good 30, 40 feet away from its owners and it's running back as fast as <laughs> could which was like not fast at all and you can still hear it going yap 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 <laughs> like dumb little dog and it like jumped it was like got scared to death so those, I, those dogs also are under the impression that yeah. they're like four times oh, the size you know of what? what they actually are i think i have gopro video of that too because I, oh, yeah. I put a gopro on there i should oh that'd be a funny just, just post it up on youtube yeah, yeah. get those pictures well i can put the youtube up there but i can get the picture yeah. and post that up so you guys can see what i'm talking about this little happy dog was kind of funny 
I'm scared the crap out of it. But yeah, keep your dog on a leash, please. Um, yeah. You know, and just use common sense. Mm-hmm. That solves so many problems, people. Common sense yeah. and logic solves a lot of problems. Now, so. now this is an actual... So if you are... So let's say you're a runner. Okay. You are doing a run workout. Let's, you're, you're moving decently right. at, a, at, a, at a decent clip. Let's say it's not a busy day on the trail. Okay. Should you always be running on the right side of the trail? Because I know in some areas, I see yeah, a lot of runners running so. left side of the trail. Oh, I, here's what I think. I mean, I think we, as a society, we've decided, you know, in the United States that like mm-hmm. traffic moves a certain way. Like yeah. you're, you know, right side traffic is going, everyone's kind of on their right so that, you know, if you can mm-hmm. pass someone going the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, and that follows on the trail as well. Yeah. And, but, but basically when the trail's empty, it's fair game. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go around tight corners. That's the interesting thing with with the trail though is like, I I always say the right, no matter what, but I've seen runners that will stay to the left. And I wonder if that's actually a carryover from the road where if you're running on the road, I was always taught you run towards traffic. You run towards traffic. Biking, but on the trail, you're going with other runners. You you basically become part of the traffic there. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, all the times I've run trails, I always run to the right just because if there's a hard left hand turn, I don't want to be on the inside there. Yeah. Yeah. And you pass typically on the left when you're passing slower runners Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. In that same breath, and it's almost, you know, parallel to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. When you're coming up on somebody, and you yell on your left. That means I'm coming around on yes. your left. That oh means you need God. to move yeah, to your right, not but go that, to the left. Here's yes. A, in defense of that, like in that instant when you hear something, usually people's reaction yell, is to turn and move their you, left. You react <laughs> and you're just trying to like get out of the way, yeah. and you don't know you're not processing the on your left. Okay, left. I usually, okay. if yeah. I if I have the breath for it, I'll give a good longer warning. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll say it two or three times as I'm as I'm approaching. Yep. I don't yep. care how annoying that is. I'll just do yeah. it just to make the sure. The bell works a lot better in my opinion. Yeah, in general, because people hear a bell and they, like Matt said, they they understand the flow of traffic. So they hear that bell, they're going to get over to Move the right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny. And I'll come up on people and they just don't hear me. And I will purposefully freewheel yeah. so you can hear the yes. the pauls and the the, the, the mm-hmm. free hub making their noise. And I'll even backpedal so it's a little bit louder. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes people still don't hear that. And I'll come up and I'll be behind them, like going like literally like a mile or two to three miles an hour on your left Scare and they will death. jump out of their skin and fly into the bushes. Like someone yeah. just dropped a bomb behind them. It's hilarious. So mm-hmm. some of so a couple of things with this, um, headphones when you're running or walking or whatever it is, very common. I use headphones when I'm running and stuff like that on trails, yep, never but do. you start yeah. to think, you know, especially like guys like Evan, you think mm-hmm. you're the fastest person on the trail. And mm-hmm. he is pretty much the fastest person on the trail. Uh, you, but, got a, you got a couple kids from your high school. That would, that would be faster here, on the trail. Yeah, right? here's the thing is like, you're not always the fastest person on the trail. Yep. Like you you don't know someone like, I think I'm running super fast. I'm running 730s mm-hmm. or something like that. And then Galen Rupp comes by you're and running. Then, yeah, you do. You do have Olympians <laughs> and things like that in our area. But like they, you know, they come past you. And if you have headphones in, it is one of those things where... You, people need to be still trying to listen. Don't blare, mm-hmm. don't blast your music so loud that you completely have taken yourself out of the situation. Yeah. That you're Here's in, another so. tip for you. Uh, I know that Matt, this is going to make yeah. him cringe. People wearing the headphones while, while riding a bike. Um, See, yeah, I, no, I, I wear my I headphones. I have so many close friends that do. I've, I've never, I don't ride or run with headphones right. yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, I like listening to podcasts. I like yeah. listening mm-hmm. to music and whatnot. But if I'm in an area where I know that I need to be paying attention, I'll just take one out. Yeah. If it's a high traffic area, I'll take one out. Can you still hear really well around? you like like oh, yeah. like if i was going up behind you and say like hey jake you would hear oh, me for sure yeah. yeah so when i was riding, just as long as the volume's at that when level i was riding last night one of them goes down in my my 
my jersey just so it's not flopping all over the place and the other one's mm-hmm. in my right ear so that I can hear what's yeah. coming up on my left. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And I can like so, yeah, that's the thing. It's like don't take yourself completely out just of have the your right, Just exactly. have your right one in, have your left yeah. one out. Yeah. And then there's another company Aftershocks. Yes, Aftershocks. I'm actually um, I've got an inquiry okay. to them okay. for our Let me know. for our team and whatnot. Um, yeah. But have you used those before? No, but all the reviews are good. Okay, my wife whatever. has a set that she's going to let me borrow. Okay. Hopefully, so um, or I'm going to go steal. The backstory um, with that is their jaw con- jawbone conductive. Yeah, yeah. So oh, nothing we've talked about this before. Nothing goes ears. in your ear, but I, what's the sound quality like on that? I heard it's decent. Really? It's not going to be as good as yeah. You're not you going to be like but, in an immersive situation like at a concert, which but you don't want if you're on the trail. Exactly, anyway. you want yeah. entertainment, but you still want to be a part of your surroundings. So, right. would you wear some? Well, you use something like that in your helmet, don't you? Uh, yep, in my bike helmet, I have that, and it's great. It's fantastic because your ears are open. You can hear traffic. You can hear everything. Um, but you still have music or podcasts or yeah. whatever you want. to Were you listening to. to music during our ride? I didn't. During such, okay. I wanted to. It was. I kept. I kept thinking like, okay, remember the next stop sign to turn on some music or whatever because yeah. I think because I think the last thirty miles are gonna be hard. And then yeah. we were good. Like we were still yeah. doing well and getting yelled at by random people. But <laughs> other than that, we were pretty. Well, good. If we just would have stayed off the white line, we would have been, been fine. That was, yeah. yeah. Um, so. The other thing for runners, like you freewheel when you're biking, yep. runners can. Mm-hmm. Um, scuff their feet i do that a lot i scuff yep. my feet mm-hmm. a lot to kind of like especially in the gravel it does make a lot of noise when you're coming up on someone mm-hmm. uh and i feel like it's a it's a, people do get angry at you if you're like on your left you know and so try to do you try to pass it as nicely as possible i just but say you, it's super nice and goofy yeah. Yeah, coming up too. on you here on yeah, your left i do too i'm, I'm like I'm, overly goofy about it so yeah, people are like i, I have hey no guys, idea this people, goofy knock knee guy is but yeah. every 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 time i run on here to trail which is pretty frequently it's like uh, I ran there yesterday. I always pass people that freak out a little bit. Yep. It's always going to happen. And they're always really nice and they apologize. Oh, sorry. You know, sorry I was in your way. It's usually to me that people are actually listening to music. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I've even seen some people That's, where I'm like, they're blaring music. I'm just going to have to run straight by them. And those yeah, are the people, I, you can yeah. hear them yeah. jump like a foot in the air as yeah. soon as you come by them. Thankfully, yeah. I'm able to whistle like so loud oh, that I yeah. could break your eardrums. <laughs> I'm not saying. You're hearing it through any music. Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. break just about any like, person's concentration. Yeah. But yeah, that that's my last case. Last ditch effort. You got the like football coach like whistle right there, the two finger. Yeah. Just remember too, when the weather is super nice out, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, trail usage and park usage and all that mm-hmm. other stuff is going to increase dramatically. Yeah. Uh, even people going out and riding their bikes on the road, yep. um, you'd be amazed at how much you can scare the crap out of somebody if you overtake them yep. in a manner that's um, going to startle them and you don't want to cause them to crash. So right. you mm-hmm. know, still announce your, your presence on your left, coming up behind you, whatever it is that you need to do, and then try and, yeah. and look behind you so that you know that there's no cars coming and pass them like you would another vehicle because because um, you actually have to treat them like a vehicle and yeah. yourself mm-hmm. like a vehicle because once you jump on a bike, you have all the same um, rules and responsibilities as a vehicle. So don't pass them within just inches. Try and give them that three-foot burst. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. that, that's, a, that's a good thing. Same. Absolutely. It, that's a good little crossover there. Now, to, to wrap this up here, track etiquette. Not something you think you'd have to bring up really because you sure. think, okay, it's a 400-meter track. You can see everybody on it. Yeah. There shouldn't be a single issue with this. Yesterday on the track, yeah. we had a group of three high school girls walking the wrong, so like the wrong direction on the track, which is fine. You can run that direction on the track, but usually, Matt, you can agree with the etiquette. If you're going to go to the right, you got to be in the outside lane all the way. Generally, if you're walking, you want to be in, I mean, the standard is that you- If I you're mean, if you're just turning to the right though, like generally flow of traffic on the inside lanes, you better be yeah. turning to the left there. 
I, I, so here's the thing is a lot of tracks get really upset for anyone using the inside lanes because you're wearing out the inside lanes mm-hmm. uh, and they have to resurface those those lanes yeah, know, occasionally. Mm-hmm. And so um, generally those are saved for people that are doing hard workouts and things like that. Yeah. Um, These so, people were walking on the inside lane the yeah, wrong way. Wrong way. Yeah, the right way. That's, that's not according yeah. to a standards that are, again, are just yeah. kind of like our cultural standards. Um, not, I don't think it's against any laws, obviously, but I just think I'm going to check there may be a law against that. I think <laughs> I I'm going to write so. a law against that. Well, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's like you said, I mean, a lot of the, there's very few tracks where you can't really see the whole track, the whole 400 meters. Yeah. If you're not the fastest person on the track, recognize that you need to get out of that person's way. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't even this. They had their backpacks on and were just walking. Right. Around, like, yep. I don't know what you're doing. Like, is I don't it know what general world flow you're on at the this track. Point. Is it counterclockwise? Is that the yeah mm-hmm. counterclockwise? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going slow, just stay far right. Just stay just far like right. Just like you would on the freeway, right? So yeah. that would make common sense, right? These yeah. people literally walked two laps, and then left right in the middle of the workout, the going the wrong direction on the, the inside lane. The only reason they moved is because Derek was riding his bike in front of me, and they were like, "I don't want to get hit by a bike." I honestly think if I had just been running, they probably would have not moved. Wait. He was riding his bike on the track? Yeah. <laughs> can you do Mountain that? bike. Yeah. Mountain bike. That. Yeah. Really? Sure. Absolutely. Bike so pacing. I can, like you can go out and run and yep. I can go out there and ride yep. my bike on the track? Absolutely. Bike pacing. Yep. Yeah. It's perfect. It's great. Can I, I mean, go out there and a lot of coaches will do drop it. Drop the hammer? It's yeah. rubber on rubber. Yeah. You, I mean, it's not bad for the track at all. It's better for the track than running on it. Yeah. No, it yeah. definitely is. Unless yeah. you have some sort of spike tires <laughs> unless you have some yeah, i'm trying to think of some sort of way that i can integrate a race into this yeah thing. <laughs> yeah it's, fun. it's not banked or anything we like could, it could be fun though we could come up with a race where jake's got to finish um oh, what would be a good translation race? Want, we'll so come up with a translation you know race yeah is because you can accelerate running faster than you can accelerate biking mm-hmm. um i once raced my friend it was he was on a, a he was on a very small bmx like just some kids bikers and, and i was running the 400 i think i ran 61 or something like that uh-huh. and i almost beat him because he was on his bike you almost beat him a 400 yeah that's because, impressive well yeah. 400 so here's the thing I, I held him off all the way until 300 yeah because you can accelerate so much faster and he's like chugging along his single speeds bmx yeah. bike or whatever it was but once he gets up to pace it's all over yeah it's over yeah yep. that's yep. interesting huh <coughs> good all right. we should should definitely, meter. we could figure out some sort of race yeah. jake has to start from the track stand <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right here's a phenomenon that i want to ask you guys about uh, what is it about a cyclist being on a road and a car coming up on said cyclist and feeling the need that they have to pass them no matter what and let me give you a little bit of backstory i'm riding in a neighborhood mm-hmm the speed limit in a neighborhood is 25 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm flirting right with that 25, 26. I might even yeah. be going 27 miles an hour in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, when that is the case, and I'm riding in in a road where I'm going the flow of traffic, more times than not, I'll try and take the lane unless I have a really clear shoulder. If it's mm-hmm. in a neighborhood where I know that I need to be seen and I'm not kind of flirting with cars or I don't need a car to be overtaking me, mm-hmm. I'll take the lane. I'm riding yeah. in a neighborhood yeah. going 26 miles an hour, so I'm theoretically breaking the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truck comes up behind me and is behind me for, and I've taken the whole lane. He's behind me for 10 seconds and then decides to gun it and go around me going about 35, 35 plus miles an hour in a neighborhood. And this is the, Matt will know this area, come down Utah Street and yeah. then it's going down Dahlia. It's before yeah. we went down Dahlia, he decided that he's going to pass me through this neighborhood where there's kids. Through a blind corner? No, there was, was it? it wasn't in a blind corner, but he yeah. still went around me and he's going 35 miles an hour and I'm bombing down Dahlia to try and catch up to this guy. Yeah. So going down Dahlia, he's going 40, 45 miles an hour. And we got all the way down to the stop sign where, what is that? 30 something street. Mm-hmm. I can never name, remember the numbers of the street. And he's turning left like he's going to the swim club. Yeah. And I, I came up right next to him and I just stared at him. I didn't say anything and I kind of shook my head and he kind of looked at me and his wife looked at me and they, they just kept going. And I've yeah. got all of this on GoPro. I'm like, what do you do with this? 
yeah how do you how can i get how can i teach this guy a situation a lesson like hey don't speed in somebody's freaking neighborhood these no. people yeah. live here they have to drive in and out of their, their driveways their kids are outside playing you kids. don't need to be going 35 to 40 miles an hour b no. you don't need to pass me just because i'm on a bike doesn't mean that you need to pass me yeah. i'm going the speed limit just be happy yeah you're, you're not in that kind of a hurry bud yeah so what is it what what is the psychology behind seeing a bike on the road must pass bike there there is well okay <laughs> so they, this is they don't expect they don't expect the bike to be going the yeah. speed limit or faster than the speed look limit. at they your think, damn speedometer oh, it's was not hard uh, no, <laughs> what truck was he driving it was uh like i think it was a white f-250, f-250. If I'm not i've got it uh, again all video i've got yeah it's all saved i even captured an image from it as well i've got enough f-250 for i've got his license home, plate everything so <laughs> Uh, so I'm, Jake, this I'm going to lead towards the, masculine dominance. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. Evan. Say again, Lance. Uh, this morning I had the opposite thing happen where, um, I'm riding in Joshua tree national park and I rode up to the top spot called keys view. Yep. Um, and I turned around and gunned it down this hill and it's like a five mile hill. And I was going like 45 miles an hour and the speed limit was 40 miles an hour. And there was a car who just, he just sat on my tail. He did not pass me, which I thought was, was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. He just, yeah. He, he just sat there for the whole five miles until the road leveled out. And I slowed down to like 35. And as I slowed down to 35, I pulled further over to the right and they slowly went around me. So that's perfect scenario. That's he, well played car. Yeah. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good okay. people. Press and pause. Matt, one last thing. Uh, oh man. Um, I will be posting some videos here shortly. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff that I'm excited about posting. One of which is uh, bikes for kids. Yes. Um, but I do have to roll out right now. We have to pick up kids early uh, from school and take them to get passports and stuff like that. So thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Matt. We'll Bye, catch guys. you soon. Yep, and um, you can hear the rest of the podcast when it comes out on yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> I love hearing it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. See love you, Matt. Matt. For having me. Bye, Matt. Later, guys. All right. Game back on. So that that guy passed you. Did you wave at him and say thank you and all that other fun stuff? Yes. All right. I did. As he goes by, waves and he, you know, I don't think they expect to see a bike going forty-five miles an hour. Sure. You know? No. Sure. No. So they definitely do not. Up as he goes by. Yeah. That know? that truck. I don't think he expected me to catch up to him because I'm obviously breaking the law and going down Dahlia trying to catch up to him <laughs> just so I can like express my displeasure with him. I probably shouldn't have done that. It didn't really accomplish anything. But more than anything, I wanted to make sure that my and GoPro made got you his, feel better. Though, didn't it? Frame. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to just. I wanted to go knock on his window and say, "Really? Yeah. Really? I, yeah. But that's not going to accomplish anything. All no. it's going to do is create some animosity and towards cyclists. And so. that's what, what what me and Quinn were talking about the ride on Saturdays. I feel like every cyclist can relate to this frustration. And I know many motorists who will sit there and be like. They'll talk about picking cyclists off like it's some game. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's this is commonplace joke. So I don't think it's just you know weird psychopaths like me and Matt ran Part into. Part of the point system that you can get for yeah, hitting things with your car. Yeah, and I think it's so. So me and Matt have <laughs> come up with a funny idea on this ride. None of this. This is all jokes. None of this is actually going to happen. But if instead of stick, so if somebody hits a cyclist, yeah, whether it's negligence, anything, that person, it'd be funny to take away their license for whatever period of time sure they got to ride their bike everywhere they there go there you go yeah talk about like actually learning about the other side and being like oh okay maybe i won't complain at the cyclist for not dead stopping at a stop sign every single time because riding a bicycle and pushing pedals is a little bit harder than pushing down a gas pedal yeah and maybe and, part of their fine too we can get a big giant sticker that goes in the back window that says <laughs> i hit a cyclist because i'm an go. idiot or because yeah. i was on my phone they have to have a sign that sticks out the top of their helmet then yeah. ride around with that so it creates <laughs> drag too so. there you go no um, but yeah i think i think there's there's got to be some 
coming together at some point. We're just, yeah. well, I mean, this is, this is like we talked about, and I think I made this point before. This is just a societal problem yeah. with how people look at other people. Sure, sure. We're having a real humanitarian issue here <laughs> in this country. So. Yeah. Another quick one is um, the uh, the trail etiquette that I want to talk about for mountain biking. I had a, a little run in um, with a kid. He must have been in his early 20s. Mm. And when you're on a mountain bike and you're riding uphill, the people going downhill have to yield to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't oh, know yeah. that for some reason. I don't know what yeah. it is, but um, kid wearing full face mask helmet wanted to come bombing down a trail. And I had to basically kind of stop quickly and get off to the side. And he just like, oh, thanks, bro. And just kept going. I'm like, hmm, do I need to turn around and go back to the bottom of this trail? I'm like, I got to get home. But just to go teach them proper trail etiquette. If somebody's going up a trail and somebody's going it's down. It's a lot harder to get the, started yeah, again going up that hill. You know, yeah. And if you're not sure about these things, there is etiquette for riding on the road. There's etiquette for riding on a track. There's etiquette for riding on mountain bike trails. Go mm-hmm. learn these things. And, and yeah. some of them aren't like laws, but they're just common courtesy, yeah. common etiquette, just so that we can all kind of. You can look them all up on the internet exactly. these days. That's a nice thing about and that. If yeah. you're on a bike, you always yield to pedestrians and hikers, joggers, runners, anybody on foot you mm-hmm. yield to those people yeah period um you know don't go bombing down heritage trail when there's 20 people oh God, out yeah, there don't. walking their you dogs see and people kids. do that though i see guys oh, yeah. tearing that yeah. down that and on their I'll, bike. I'll go quickly and if, and i know not to go tearing around a corner because you never know what's around that corner mm-hmm. um and if you see somebody just slow down to be courteous and there's there yeah. will be a time and a place for you to go open it up and have fun but mm-hmm. um and we talked about strava we we talked about this term the stravassel yes <laughs> don't don't go chasing <laughs> Segments in Don't go place. take Jake's KLM. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I encourage people to go take them because when you do that, I go out and train. That forces me to go a little bit harder. But don't go out there chasing a segment and get yeah. upset at somebody because they're walking on the path and they forced you to slow down and you missed your KOM by two seconds or missed beating Lance by a second or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just just you got to know that you're not going to always get to do what you want to do. It's not your world, and we're just living in it. Yeah. Remember, there's other people around you. Just use be courteous to people yeah. you know show a little bit of gratitude for everything Seriously. be grateful for the fact that we have these wonderful trails to ride on and be nice to people and and you know you'll get your workout and if you really are that badass and you need to get out there and prove to the world that you're uh you know joe cool that can go super fast on a bike register for a bike race that's yeah. a good place to go there you go seriously <laughs> yeah there yeah. you go <laughs> yeah oh. don't go tearing down heritage trail at 25 miles an hour do you yeah. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> now here's one. sign up for our next bike race i, I should know this and, and I, i'm pretty sure about 98 percent sure that this is the law mm-hmm. if you're going to be riding at dusk or dawn or when it's light or not light mm-hmm. out it's dark out i think you legally have to have a headlight on your bike and I'm i think you legally you have to have a, a rear red light flashing light you can't just rely on reflectors you actually have to have a light um, that sounds right regardless of the legalities of that yeah. or whatever <laughs> your state says put that on your bike so people can see you yeah. um that that's always a good idea and i'll, I'll reference that one i'm pretty sure that that's the the mm-hmm. law um, I think it is. and yeah and oh always yield to horses too I had to yield to yeah. a horse on my road bike this past I only week. know that because of Amish country in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So, Lance, I was riding down um, towards the, the entrance of the, the west part of the Heritage Trail. I was riding down towards that direction to, like, the back of the lake on my road bike. And there was people yeah. walking. One was walking really? a horse and one was riding a horse in the bike lane on the 500 going the, the wrong direction and I'm i've like, never seen that and i was before, thinking of yeah. that too if you're on a horse what side of the road are you supposed to be on are you supposed to go That's with the track question, actually, i don't but know but they're walking or on the road i had to yield to them on my road bike because you know you always yield to a, an equestrian i'm like that's that's strange i that's guess odd. it would make more oh, would it make more sense for them to go against traffic 
I don't know. Because what would scare I don't the horse more, horse. coming up from behind yeah. or coming straight on? Yeah. And again, I think I have GoPro, vi- GoPro video of that one <laughs> too. So I should be able to... Here's some crap that I saw this week. Let's talk <laughs> yeah. about it. So, <laughs> oh, interesting stuff. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add to this? I know that there's a ton of other rules and uh, mm-hmm. trail etiquette stuff that we should touch on, but um, anything that you guys in particular want to touch on? Nothing I can think of right there. Lance? You, Lance? No, I, no, I don't have anything else. All right, well, you people that are listening, we've been getting some good stuff chiming in um, from mm-hmm. some of you about things you like or just like some feedback. We really do s- sincerely appreciate that. If you guys mm-hmm. have anything that you want us to talk about more of something you think that we missed that's uh, super insightful that yeah, we can share especially with, with the, this topic, the yeah. general population, mm-hmm. definitely by all means go to our uh, our. Uh, Facebook page, the at Dial Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, send us a message there, post something, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Yep, um, yep. Let's move into one last thing. Evan, hit us with one last thing. One last thing. Nike had a exciting announcement this last week. Uh, Elliot Kipchoge, who anybody who, I know our, we have a lot of cycling fans here, but this made pretty big news that he had attempted last year to do the um, sub-two-hour marathon with a group brought together by Nike, including physiologists. Um, I think they even had an engineer in there, just a big group brought together to try and to make it happen. He hit two hours and I believe it was 23 seconds when he did it, um, which is the unofficial marathon world record. Since it was not in a race and sanctioned, it is not considered the world record. Um, but he is going for the sub two hour effort again coming up this fall. Oh, so wow. that for... Me and Matt, I know, and running fans everywhere is huge news because I think he's going to do it this time. He's on another planet from from the rest of the competition that's right so now. That's so easy. Just get on a bike and do it. <laughs> two hours easy, man. Just 23 <laughs> seconds, right? I mean, that's just one more second per mile. Like, how hard could that be, right? But yeah. he he is... We may not get another human being like him for another long time, so this may be the last chance that this thing has to get broken. So it'll it, it'll be interesting. It'll be coming up this fall. I'm sure Nike will have some announcement on the date here soon or something like that. Very cool. Did you say where they're doing this at? Um, last time they did it at a F1 racetrack, I believe in Spain. I could be wrong there, but I believe it was in Spain. They may be doing it on the same track. I'm not sure. Cool. Is it indoor or outdoor? Uh, outdoor. And they have a lot of, t- they want it, you know, sea level, 50 degree day. Like, I think that's, they, they really perfect all the conditions for it. So, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Lance, one last thing. Uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for putting up with my vagabond lifestyle. <laughs> Your I vagabond lifestyle a, makes the podcast. <laughs> It's a bit of a hassle to deal with the Skype calls and, and whatnot, and I just appreciate you guys. I, I love talking with you guys every week and being able to be a part of this, and so I just wanted to thank you. You know what? Not to sound like a big love fester, but we appreciate you stopping to take the time because we know that you've got all kinds of bigger and better things, and oh, you're, yeah. you're on a trip with your wife, and you're out doing fun stuff, and you're pressing pause in the middle of your day to talk on the phone with us, so yeah. that's kind of cool. <laughs> it is. It's all good. What's, what's on the agenda for the rest of the day? Um, I'm actually, we're headed to Las Vegas. We're going to spend a couple of days in Las Vegas with my buddy, Ryan Lee, friend uh, of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Then um, we said hi. So we're going to head. Yeah. We were going to head that direction and I, we're eventually going to end up in Moab next weekend. That's all I know. That's so. cool. Very cool. Sounds fun. Uh, my one last thing is, um, wish me luck at PRR tonight. <laughs> yes. I, I got to get over this Back little, on the road race, this yeah. little mental hurdle that mm-hmm. I've got. Cause like I said, I mean, the last time I raced in the, the one twos, it was ended in Went a hard, yeah. fiery bang up crash. It was just yep. 
ugh. And then, uh, you know, three weeks after that, I was hit by the car and yeah. I just, uh, I got to get up that, that mental courage good, to get out there and get it done. It's a good core state to kind of, you know, get that, get, yeah. get over that barrier. Yeah. So we've got a couple teammates that are going to be out there hopefully as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think Chris Handel might be out there tonight. We've got Rodrigo Colon. We've got mm-hmm. Andy Levine. Uh, Ian Gibson's going to be out there. So that's four people. And if anything else, I don't need to go out there and compete for myself. I'd love to go out there and do work for them and set mm-hmm. them up and be a part of their train so that they can get the best possible results. So, and then, um, I'm going to have a blast watching my son race again. should be fun. See if he can get in an extra lap tonight. So um, one other, one last thing slash into the show. Um, I think next week we're going to have some guests on the show, which could be kind of cool. We're going to, in the next week or two, we're going to have William Santana and Mm -hmm. Sarah Layton, and they're putting on the Sherwood Classic. That should be kind of Uh, a, it's the Criterium Classic, actually. Mm -hmm. The Sherwood Criterium Classic would be the full official title of that. And it's a new Criterium that's going to be on the schedule here in the Pacific Northwest as a part of an OBRA event. And uh, we're Mm going to have them come in studio, hopefully. Um, We're just trying to figure that out, which which day it's going to be. So um, we got that to look forward to here in the near future. Um, Any last parting thoughts, you guys? pretty good you good lance that's it all right i'm good i'm good matt's good sounds like it's a (laughs) a show wrap here so everybody who uh, took the time to listen to this thank you very much we do appreciate you and again do visit us on our facebook page Mm -hmm. at dial podcast or our instagram page um same uh call tag at dial podcast and check out what we got going on there and say hi um we'd love to hear from you and um yeah that's good stuff There's my one good stuff for the show, guys. The one good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, have a good one. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.